0: Praise the Lord. I'd like praise the Lord. Praise. Amen. I'd like to bring you greetings from your brothers and sisters in Ghana and to thank God for this opportunity to be here this morning and to share with you. I'd like in particular to thank my dear friend and senior brother in Christ, President Tennant, and also his colleague, Dr. Jessica Lagron, for inviting me and the team for inviting me to share with you this morning. I don't take this lightly at all. And I'm thankful to God for life and for the gift of grace and for the privilege of sharing his word. So thank you for the invitation. Let us pray. Eternal God, we return to you thanks and praise this morning. We want to thank you for the gift of life and for the privilege of being in your presence. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ that as we speak and hear, your word alone will be spoken, your word alone will be heard. Take that which is of you and minister it to your people. Bring glory to your name and bless the ministry of your word. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, beloved people of God, it is heartwarming and a blessing to be here at this time with you. I'm sure a number of you are still severing the blessings of the recent visitation of the Lord's presence upon your community. A few people Uh, who knew that I was going to speak here, asked me to bring back some of the (laughs) blessings of the revival. So I'm going to get a suitcase and pack the revival (laughs) and check it in. We pray that the purpose of those happenings will be discerned very quickly and that God will give us grace to comply obediently when the reasons for the visitation are fully comprehended. It is Paul who writes in Second Corinthians 4, 7, but we have this treasure in clay jars, so that it may be made clear that this extraordinary power belongs to God and does not come from us. My theme this morning is be thankful, be thankful. I have a friend who is one of the most respected church leaders in Ghana. His name is Michael. And for 10 years, he was the leader of the largest Christian denomination in Ghana with many, many branches across the world including here in Kentucky. Michael, at the end of his tenure, for 10 years, as the head of this vibrant Pentecostal denomination, had to undergo surgery, a back surgery. He has ended up in a wheelchair the last 14 years. I've had the privilege of visiting him twice in Germany, where he now lives. And just about a month ago, I sent him a message to wish him well. He sent me a reply, and I'd like to read part of it to you on my theme, Be Thankful. This is Michael, my friend. Beloved professor, February 2nd, which is just last month, a month ago today, was exactly 14 years since I entered the world of paralysis. I knew I was going to die. I knew the time. My wife came to stay with me in the intensive ward. She prayed and prayed. The Lord spoke to me clearly, saying, you will not die, you will live. I will use you to impact not just Germany, but all over the world. Well, 14 years have passed. Within the time frame, I have authored nine personal books to bring my tally to 15 by His grace. My motivation is this. Preach the word in good times and in bad times, including in a state of paralysis. Where my legs cannot go, my prayers and writings must go. And the title of the book which he wrote during this time of paralysis is No Easy Road. Friends, when a Pentecostal church leader finds himself in such a situation and gives thanks, you can only offer thanks for your own situation. In this exposition on thankfulness, I reflect on a Christian virtue that contributes to human well-being and flourishing, especially for people who have encountered a revival that comes from the Spirit of God. The virtue of thankfulness is often taken for granted. We take our privileges for granted. We take our lives for granted. We take our families for granted. And we take even our calling for granted. And those who take their gifts for granted, for example, would always be lacking in the spirit of appreciation. At the heart of every thankful soul, is a recognition of something called grace. And as Paul would have it, by the grace of God, I am what I am. Thankfulness will make you humane. Among my people, when you have been especially benevolent to another, they will describe you as this person to speak the local language, or ye nyimpa. nimpa is human being. So if the one who has been gracious is a human being, what are the others? It's a very, very deep figurative language that shows you are demonstrating a certain quality that is divine because we were made in the image of God. So you are being godly. Here in the scriptures, before I come to Philippians, Colossians three twelve to 13, Paul relates our calling to thankfulness. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, he says, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness and patience bear with one another and if anyone has a complaint against another forgive each other just as the Lord has forgiven you and so you must forgive above all clothe yourselves with love which binds everything together in perfect harmony and let the peace of Christ. Rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body. And then he concludes that corpus of scripture with three words. And be thankful. When we take it from Colossians 3.1, we see how Paul draws attention to the sort of life that is expected to characterize those who have been raised with Christ those who have been revived by him. So in both Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 and Colossians 3 15, it is striking that Paul places a certain emphasis on being thankful. Thanks is a positive word and it is related to gratitude and appreciation. Thanks is offered or given which means it goes from one person to another. Thanks must be expressed, and most of the time we do so verbally, even when it comes with a material talking. They are not given in silence. You offer it and say thanks. Thanksgiving presupposes that a person or institution has been the beneficiary of something that contributes to human well-being. Among my people, where I come from, my ethnic group, when you have done something for another, they will use the expression, if I may frighten you with some tongues, incredulously. It means I give you life. We see from the Psalms that Thanksgiving is a critical ingredient of worship. Psalm 34 verse 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be on my lips. Psalm 103, 1 and 2, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul and forget not all his benefits. Then Psalm 118, verse 1, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for his good, his steadfast love endures forever. Be thankful for your life. Be thankful for everything. Be thankful that you don't have to go through what others go through. I applied for a Schengen visa recently. And I was asked, among the other documents, to bring my birth certificate at 61 years old. And it wouldn't be my first trip to Germany. I have been there many, many times. And if you travel with an American passport, With somebody like me with a Ghanaian passport, you can tell the difference. So be thankful for citizenship. I was in chapel yesterday and did follow closely the prayer of confession. What I missed was any line that confesses we have not been thankful. The experience of the spirit must issue in thankfulness. So if I may take you back to Psalm 103 and proceed from verse 3 to 5. It says, Who forgives all your iniquities, that is, your failures, must keep you humble. Who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things. So the benefits are effectively God's gracious blessings. And so the psalmist summarizes this in verse 5 when it says, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like that of the eagle. God gives you life and you must be thankful. I am aware that it's easier to give thanks when things are going well when you have a job, when you have good health, when you have a stable family. We give thanks when we receive gifts or help, money, a place to lay your head. when your aspirations are fulfilled, when you graduate. Pay attention to the news coming from Turkey and Syria. One image that struck me, two young girls, both below the age of six, caught, caught on the concrete rubble. And as the rescuers came, the older one, who must be just about five or six, says, please, rescue us, I will be your slave. Even as human beings, we give thanks when we appreciate the blessings we have benefited from others. It is precisely because there are challenges in life that in Philippians, Paul places thanksgiving within the context of supplications. He says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Wrap your supplications to God, in thanksgiving otherwise you will go to God a bitter human being let your requests be made known to God to say be anxious for nothing means Paul is aware that there are concerns for which the people may be uncertain anxiety only shows that we are human and we do not possess all the answers to the questions and quagmas of life and so Jesus tells us Matthew 6:25 through 34 Do not worry or be anxious because the God who provides for the birds of the air and the lilies of the field will take care of us In other words even in the midst of our challenges we have to cultivate the spirit of thanksgiving If I may return to the psalm, Psalm 34, 1 and 3, I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. In Colossians 3, 12 to 6 that I referred to, Paul lists a number of other virtues that must accompany the Christian walk. Compassion. If you are not compassionate, you are inconsiderate. Kindness, if you are not kind, you are wicked. Humility, if you are not humble, you are proud. Meekness, if you are not meek, you are arrogant. Patience, if you are not patient, you are impetuous. We cannot embody these virtues if we don't have thankful hearts. And one of the most powerful stories of Thanksgiving that we encounter in the scriptures is in Luke 17, to 19. It's a story that is familiar, the story of the 10 lepers. They were social outcasts, they were medical outcasts, and they were religious outcasts. It is these deficits that inform the extent of the gratitude of the one who returned to give thanks. So in Luke 17, 16, we read, he prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And the Bible says he was a Samaritan. That is to say, he knew he was undeserving of the compassion that Jesus had showed. The other nine, presumably Jews, had taken their healing for granted. Thankful hearts do not come to God or attend to the things of life with an entitlement mentality. If you have an entitlement mentality, you can never be thankful. It's the same with the story of the Pharisee and the publican in the temple. We get an idea of this entitlement mentality from the contents of the prayer of the Pharisee presents his curriculum vitae before God. God, I thank you I'm not like other people, thieves, rogues, adulterers, or even this tax collector. And I can imagine him pointing to the tax collector in the temple. I fast twice a week, especially in Lent, I give a tenth of all my income. It's the same attitude we encounter in the elder brother, in the same gospel of Luke, the story of the prodigal son, who could not even bring himself to refer to this gentleman as my brother. This your son is what he said to his father. A spirit of ingratitude is driven by the absence of a thankful heart and a Pharisaic sense of entitlement. In The story of the ten lepers, the nine, had the sense of entitlement. So to return to Paul, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to god what does a spirit of thanksgiving do for you what will a spirit of thanksgiving do for you one it will help you to uproot bitterness and hatred from your heart a thankful spirit will make you content two it helps you to focus not necessarily on the gift but on the heart from which it comes. So you don't sit in judgment over the quantum. You look beyond the physical gift to the heart from which it came. Third, thankfulness is healthy For human relationships. Because it is reciprocal. It builds up. It doesn't destroy. For a thankful heart will prolong your life. It will make your life meaningful. So the the leper who returned to give thanks was told, get up and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Whatever the implications are, he got something something extra that the nine did not get number five a thankful heart will make you prayerful because you know that it doesn't depend on you be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to god a thankful heart Always drive you to prayer. Thankfulness is not a human attribute; it has its source in God. And so Paul adds in Philippians four seven, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. In other words. The final result of coming to God by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving is that the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, immeasurable, guards your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. It does not mean we do not have anxieties, but we are at peace because of the one who says, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives so be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. It includes both the feeling of gratefulness and expression of that gratitude. It means expressing thanks in the assembly of believers, glorifying and praising God for having transferred us from the place of darkness into his marvelous light in Christ. It is praising God for the forgiveness of sins for daily spiritual renewal, for his gifts of grace, for the people he brings into our lives, friends, spouses, colleagues, even strangers who provide services. It is living a spirit of gratitude to God for who he is and how he made us, a little lower than the angels and crowning us with glory and honor. A thankful heart values the things of God his revelation in Jesus Christ, and the empowerment of his spirit. So Paul would say in Colossians three fourteen to 15, above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you have been called into one body. And be thankful. Jesus Christ is the ultimate reason why we give thanks. And so Paul concludes that long passage in 2 Corinthians 9 on giving with the expression, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. That indescribable gift is Jesus Christ our Lord. We have heard of the revival that has occurred among you. And every such encounter ought to lead to one thing, And one thing only, a thankful heart and a thankful spirit towards a God of all grace who reaches out from heaven and pours his spirit into jars of clay. God bless you.